Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Signal 50 podcast with your host, Alpha and Bravo. Tonight, we brought you a special guest from Parts Unknown, an international man of mystery, Delta Echo. Say hi, Delta. Hi. How's it going? We're, we're doing great. Hey, I'm Bravo, and we're doing great too, right there, Alpha? Oh, we're just ducky. Just ducky. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Sunday evening, and everybody's got to go do a day job tomorrow, so fantastic, right? Exactly. See, we get a show out there, stuff to talk about, and look at the week oncoming. See what we can talk about this uh, tonight to see, you know, what's going on. Well, absolutely. We'll talk a little bit about opinion uh, a little later on in the show, see what might be happening this week. Uh, should be an interesting week in politics and, and in the world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, right up front off the off the top of the uh, top of the show, we'd like to go ahead and give you, you know, the bottom line up front. What we'll talk about in this episode of the Signal 50 podcast, you know, everybody might have been watching the news over the weekend. There was a uh, opposing rally in Denver, Colorado, uh, a Trump supporting back the blue uh, individual was shot and killed at the rally. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Um and, uh, you know, that's the bad news, right? Mm-hmm. And somebody that's, lost their life uh, yeah. out there. Uh, pretty, pretty sad. Actually, very sad. So uh, on a brighter note, the president's back. He's back. And he's better. He's back <laughs> and he's, he's feeling good. And, and he is, he's, he's feisty and he's pissed. And the Democrats are just pulling out all the stops to try to uh, derail him and and everything. So, and trying to stop that Trump train. It's yeah, that's coming right. Down the tracks, and it's it ain't stopping. No, it's not stopping. First stop is a uh, Supreme Court justice confirmation. First thing tomorrow morning should be pretty that's interesting. Right. Yeah, so that's that's really uh, really going to be an interesting uh, interesting discussion there. Mm. You know, in our opinion section, we're going to talk a little bit about. School age super spreaders, or dun 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 dun, (laughs) super spreaders. I know, right? Or is it politics? I I go for option two. I would say they're they're alpha. I think that's the problem. Well, I I completely agree with you, and I I think uh, Delta might have uh, an opinion on that one, but we're we're going to save that for a little later on in the in the program. So it's going to be an interesting discussion there. We've got some interesting uh, fun facts from around the country that we can share mm. with you about uh, the mischief that our educators that we pay for are pulling. So without further delay, let's get right into it on our first point. Uh, you know, the gentleman that was shot in Denver, his name was Lee Keltner. I don't know a whole lot about the man's background. Uh, I know that he was a police supporter uh, he was, uh, definitely a right of center type person, uh, definitely not there to support Antifa or any of those idiots. And I don't know a whole lot of facts around it. And maybe, maybe somebody can enlighten the audience. Uh, from what the problem would, and the reason why we're talking about this is it, it was just coming out in the news right now. And of course, the biggest thing that we want to make sure we do is not get it try to get ahead of the story the facts are really not there so as this was coming out i thought it'd be important to talk about it alpha and to get it out there and just say hey you know sometimes you just need to know yeah there was a shooting yeah we really don't know any of the details and we'll find out what's going on i'm sorry that the person that got shot and killed 
um, was, you know, succumbed to his injuries. However, the shooter is under arrest. Um, there's talk about they first wanted to try and make him a quote, uh, right wing conspiracy. And then they said, no, he's Antifa, but he's not Antifa. And what happens in these, these situations, people start putting facts out there and it's not reliable. So I have to go with the Dan Bongino rule and wait, uh, 24 to 72 hours and somewhere in that range. And it seems to be getting longer, right? Alpha. It's like 20, 20 something, uh, uh, you know, at least at least two days or so before you can really start talking about it. Yeah, from my, from my count, I think the storyline on that has changed at least three times. Correct, and it just goes to show you that, from my experience working in the the business that I work in, you you, you have to be very diligent about finding out what's going on and not jump to conclusions. And that's what the press seems to be doing. Delta, you have any thoughts on this one? Yeah. So first of all. Uh, just real quick, thanks for having me on the on the program, and I'm really excited to be here. And for the for your audience, needs to know the amount of work that you two put in to get this thing going. So let me get that out of the way. Um, thanks. So thanks for that. Uh, and then secondly, uh, Mr. Keltner's family, uh, what mm-hmm. what a shame that we lost another life this week. I don't care what mm-hmm. side of the aisle you're on. Uh, there's there's no reason for this kind of violence. The only thing that I've been able to really uh, you know look at and see again I, I agree with you we need to give it the story a little time to marinate before you can actually you know find out what all the facts are because obviously mm-hmm. we're not going to know as lay people until the police officers finish their uh, investigation but there was some talk uh, out there on the interlinks everybody's got a google machine out there or whatever machine that you use to search stuff um that that the the uh, shooter might have been a security officer for uh hired by nbc to support their press Mm. so again we got to let it marinate but uh you know that's kind of where what i've what i've been able to find out there Mm -hmm. right and we'll come back to this i'm sure there alpha we'll we'll come back to this and talk about a little bit more well i i think we need to stay here for just a minute and and Mm. talk about the topic um you know Mr. Keltner's family. That's mm-hmm. that, that. I feel really, really bad. And and Delta, you're absolutely right. You know, there's no call for any kind of violence. Mm-hmm. Period. And the tragic loss of life. But it's interesting that it's always on the. It's it, not always. It's majority of time. It's on. It's it's one sided. Mm-hmm. When you want to talk about peaceful protests, where you know, I don't want to get into stuff that you guys copied before. Just, I just feel I need to say it. It just looks like, you know, whenever somebody's being, you know, beat up, it's it's one sided. That's mm-hmm. all. Well, I agree with that. Yeah, that's it's, a good point. It it is a good point. It, it's really a it's 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 bad, right? It, it's it's a damn shame what's what's going on in this country right now, and we're so divided. Um, and you know, it, we look at left and right when, when we should be looking at the fact that we're, we're Americans, mm-hmm. you know, we should be sticking together and, and we're just not. And there's a really artificial narratives that are driving the division, et cetera. But I, I'd like to take an opportunity for a couple of minutes while we're on the topic to discuss these kinds of events and, and some of the things that you may or may not want to you know, first of all, should you participate in an event like this or should you not participate in an event like this? And if you do, how should you do so? Or hmm. those kinds of topics. Um, 
it's really interesting because I think I think things like this and these kinds of demonstrations, I don't see an end to them anytime soon. I think that you're going to see more and more and more of them. Right. right? I think I think the other you, know, you bring up a good point there, Alpha. When do you say I'm going to sit this one out, or we're going to do something a little bit different to show my support? But if getting involved has a, a high likelihood that you're not going to be making home that night uh is it yeah. really worth getting out there and 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 showing you know and, and being out there now that's a question that you have to answer for yourself i'm right. not sure i can answer that for you i'm not sh- you know the risk uh the amount of um uh risk you want to take and and are you willing to you know everything has consequences that go with right. it not that anyone's looking for this kind of result uh, but I agree with you. You gotta it, maybe it's you know with this day and age, with the people that are ready, you know, ready to 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 throw down literally. I mm-hmm. think that's um, that's something to think about. Right, yeah. not, not the intent, fellas. Not the intent. Uh, I, I appreciate what both you're saying, but not the intent of the Constitution. Not the intent of a right for peace. That's protest. right. Absolutely. Of the conversation that we're having about violence and whether or not you should or shouldn't go outside of your house shouldn't even be a conversation at all. Because if we actually follow the intent, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to be scared to go outside of my house. That's correct. Speak what I feel and be able to either protest or support whoever I feel without the threat of my life being in danger. I, I just, I, you know, respectfully gentlemen disagree. It's not about whether or not the risk versus reward. It's mm-hmm. about what was the original intent. So Completely with that being agree. said, yeah, I, that is a very good point. Delta. Very I, good I, point. I, yep. I would just have to say there's reality and there's idealism. And, and again, right. I, I, if it was a peaceful protest and people are going to be out there and, you know, great. There's also a little bit of reality. There's something to say about is, you know, who is who's instigating, who's trying to make it that you cannot go out and and the intent of the Constitution. I completely agree. But the problem is reality has a very dark side to it. And it all it takes is a, is a split second and then done. So that's a I. You're in, you're between a rock and a hard place almost. I look at it, I look at it a little bit like this. You know, Delta, you bring up a, you bring up an excellent point. You know, the the First Amendment is is our most important tool in our toolbox as citizens. I I, I have the old expression. I use the old expression to take it from uh, our founding fathers. I may not agree with what you're saying, but I'll fight to the death for your right to say it. Mm-hmm. As long as it's peaceful, you know, peaceful protest is is an assurance under the Constitution. I absolutely agree to you. What I'm thinking about is there were a lot of people, you know, there. If if you feel the need to wear a bullet resistant vest to a protest, might require some deeper thinking. Mm-hmm. That's a hundred percent. I mean, you're right. You're right. I mean, and Bravo, you bring up a good point about the reality versus what we hope life would be like. That's right. And, uh, lesson learned on that when I was a young kid, but, um, the, huh. the, uh, the reality, the, the, not the reality. The thing is, is that you're right, Alpha. If, if I got to decide if me going out to support, I don't care. Let's say I'm supporting Biden. Who knows? Right. But if me going out there means that somebody in a MAGA hat is going to strangle me and hang me up by a tree, well, maybe I don't choose to go out that day. Right. Yeah. 
and maybe any red-blooded rightful American that sees somebody doing that from that would be on our side of the aisle going after somebody who's peacefully demonstrating or peacefully rallying for an opposing political uh, candidate would take action and take that person doing harm to somebody with an opposing viewpoint and string them up themselves. You know, yeah. yeah. Because well, that's for the that's record, on, I would I would never on, go to a Biden rally. Just yeah. <laughs> But you know, listen, we don't do violence, right? Um, we don't. No, we don't do violence. We don't, we're not, you know what, though, and and I would say I think it comes right down to this. And it was in our last show we were talking about anarchists and their their manifesto, and the quote the the narrative and the practice. Uh, they are so intent on destroying our way of life, they will do anything it takes to do that. And I think that's the problem. So until they are ready to come back and be civilized and support the Constitution, the reality side of this discussion is going to have to take a little bit of precedent until things start to settle down or everyone comes out and says, we don't accept your nonsense. Knock it off. And let's, you know, you want to yell Biden onto your, to your blue in the face? Go ahead. But we're going to. We're going to stand here. We're going to support President Trump. So I think that's, you know. You support whoever you can support, whoever yeah. you want, as long right. as you're peaceful while you're doing it, right? Correct. But unfortunately, the threat is out there. You got to right. have your head on a swivel and right. you got to be checking your six. And that's the end of it. Well, you know, that, that no. goes back to uh, an expression um, that we like to use in, in some of the things that I do. It's, um, it's don't go stupid places with stupid people and do stupid things. Amen. So, you know, that's, that's kind of a universal, uh, universal truism, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. so, uh, situational awareness, if you're going to go to a rally like that, you know, don't go there with any intent to do harm. First of all, right. I would disavow you in, in a heartbeat. If you're a conservative, mm -hmm. you, you are not with us. If that's what you're all about. Um, I'm not saying don't defend yourself if something happens, but I don't go out there to start trouble. Number one, right. number two, be aware of your surroundings at all times and who's around you. And if things look hairy, they probably are. And it's time to go. Right. Don't stick around and risk your personal safety. Mm -hmm. There's no profit in getting hurt. You don't right. do anybody any good if you're injured. So, right. you know, look, I mean, it's just, things are out of control and somebody needs to, somebody needs to pump the brakes a little mm -hmm. bit. Right. Yep. So, you know, I think we've, we've, we've beaten that one up a little bit and you know, mm -hmm. the message is there, you know, uh, we don't do violence period. Full stop. Don't, End of story. Don't yeah. do violence. And yeah. if it looks like something's going to get violent, don't be part of the violence. Right. That's for other people. That's not for you. Correct. If you listen to this podcast, if you know, hate me all you want, we don't do violence here. Yep. So moving on our second point, really interesting. The presidential debate commission. Bunch of bias. Don't get me started. Hey, <laughs> or something else. Let me tell you. So this week they came out and they said, uh, without even checking, you know, it's supposed to be this um, bilateral, excuse me, bipartisan uh, commission with Republicans and Democrats, and it's supposed to be fair, equitable, and what do you know? Uh, they have. They have people on that. There's not many Republicans on it. There's a lot more Democrats. The moderators, of course, are 
extremely uh, set in their ways, and we have some examples to give you. This week, uh, there's supposed to be another presidential debate, which I was really looking forward to. And for some reason, the commission unilaterally decided because President Trump, uh, who now has been cleared by his healthcare team, that he is COVID free and can go about his, you know, he's got his work excuse. You may, may return to work without restrictions. All of a sudden can't stand on a stage 12 feet away from uh, Biden and have a debate. So they decided to change the rules, make it virtual, which had some interesting background information. They have the ability to turn off his mic, which has been done before by the same commission when he was debating Clinton back in 2016. Also, uh, they can turn off his feed. They can have problems. Did you know the last debate uh, when um, Vice President Pence was talking about China and it was being aired to China? All of a sudden, someone was having uh, issues, uh, lost the feed in China, and they didn't see anything that he was saying about how bad the Chinese are. So the, this commission is uh, um, not as fair as they should be. And especially uh, with this week, uh, the debate commission bias is clear and evident with uh, the person that was supposed to do this week's um, uh, convent, or uh, this upcoming uh uh, debate was supposed to be Steve Scully from C-SPAN. Interesting facts there are Alpha and Delta. Guess what? He he interned for Joe Biden. Convenient, isn't it? Along with um, having uh, a staff, he was a staff assistant for the late Ted Kennedy, Democrat, extremely liberal. Um, and the third debate, anyone want to place bets or check with Las Vegas that they're going to have it. But Kristen Walker from NBC News was part of the Clinton press pool. And if you looked at her Twitter page, ah, it's all of a sudden gone. You can't see it. And there was uh, some some places out there that caught her Twitter feed and um, was actually able to find that she was supporting uh, Hillary Clinton and paid a lot of money to them and said some not nice things. But. If you wanted to look now at our Twitter page, it's gone. So I'm not sure how how un, how uh, fair and unbiased this commission is. And you have uh, former Senator Bob Dole come out, confirms the bias, and he says that when no one on the commission supports at real Donald Trump, there's a lot of bias and the whole thing's unfair. And I was paraphrasing paraphrasing that last statement. Well, so there you have it, gentlemen. Yep. Well, let's let's put it to you this way: Bob Dole, always a great American. He's mm -hmm. he's a, he's a he's an amazing guy. He's had an amazing life. I really liked him. Uh, I've always liked Bob Dole. Have a great deal of respect for him. He comes out and he he says he calls it like it is. He's like, hey, um, yeah, this is a setup. You know, it's trap. Um, so, yeah. Good for you, Bob. Good for yeah. you. He's a good man. I, you know, I'm going to I'm going to throw something in here. I don't think mm. these debates. First of all, I think it's a bunch of horse hockey, these debates. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, this mm -hmm. is a base election at this point. 
Yeah, it's how many people you can get out on your side to vote for that person versus the other side to get them out to vote for their person. I'm, I'm not sure anything that either of them say or don't say is going to make a difference to people at this point. I think mm-hmm. people understand where both candidates stand on the issues. Um, and I think it does more good for Biden not to debate him because of what will come out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's true. So a uh, couple, couple, couple of points. Well, one, I, while the debates may not move the needle, right. they certainly are entertaining. <laughs> and I think, and I do think America needs to see that. Uh, at least in terms of, I, I, I listened to your former podcast and, and, and I, I don't necessarily agree that it was as much of a mess as everybody believes. It was really what encouraged me to reach out to you guys because um, I actually think there was some strategery there, to use a George W. Bush term, um, uh, in how Trump handled that debate. But not to get lost in the in the sauce mm. there. Hold, hold uh, on, hold on one second, Delta. Let me let me tell you something. I completely agree with you. Mm. There was a ton of strategery in that debate, <laughs> and he made Biden come out against the policies his base is supporting. Sure. I did say that. I did yeah, say we, that yeah, he got Biden to disavow, to disavow, uh, you know, the, the radical left, which now you have people screaming on Twitter and everywhere else. I'm not voting for that. Beep, 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 plus beep, beep, you know, some other bad words. So, yeah, I mean, what you're saying is correct. Um, if you listen to the press, you think it was a disaster. You yeah, know, you thought like, you know, but he also comes out really, really strong. Right mm-hmm. to one, like the pendulum swings all the way to one side, mm-hmm. and then he starts to inch back. And if you remember three and a half short years ago, when he was debating uh, Crooked Hillary, mm-hmm. that he came out really strong and mm-hmm. he sort of leveled off, and people were able to see and hear exactly what his message. Now I don't know if that's his plan because it's not like he calls me every day, but. What I do understand, what I can see is that this particular debate was going to be a town hall, and it's deserving for, at least at this point, Joe Biden to answer some honest questions, not the questions that are pre-written and the questions that he can answer via text message or earpiece or and, and all the tinfoil hat stuff. Or maybe so, the maybe the arm shoved up his rear running the uh, puppet. Yeah. yeah, he's got Bernie behind the curtain with a long arm. But uh, mm. <laughs> you know, listen, you're you're exactly right. Um, you're exactly right. Period. Yeah. Don't disagree yeah, I, at all. So, so Delta, what what in your mind? And not that uh, you know, if you you mentioned that we were talking about it before, and there was a lot of uh, anything else you saw from that debate that scared. Uh, the Biden team that said we can't debate him again because he's just going to wipe the floor with us, or is it just, you know, just, so, uh, I mean, you got to take it as is, right? He's a mm-hmm. sheer force of nature, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not, this is not me, you know, golden calves or whatever you want to, whatever term you want to say. I'm not, you know, I'm all the way on the train, but let me just be clear. If, if he had done something stupid, uh, I'd be, I'd be very clear to say that. But, but, but what, when you walk into a room and mm-hmm. you own the room, regardless of who you are standing next to, okay, or standing in front of, when you own the room, there's all the consultants will tell you, 
so what? You want to be a nice guy, Biden, be a nice guy, but he's going to roll right over you. Okay. And if you own the room, that's like 50 to 60% of the game. You only got to hit the extra 40% to win. Hmm. Right. Being able to step inside or anybody who's done sales, right. Or anybody who's had to close somebody or anybody who's had to, you know, do a briefing that had to convince a senior leader or something one way or the other knows that if you step in that room and you show any little bit of shyness, mm. you're going to get rolled. You're going to mm. get rolled a hundred percent. Well, this is, you know, Delta, this is, uh, this is exactly what we talked about in one of the podcasts. Mm. You know, I, I said, have you ever read Trump's book, the art of the deal? Mm-hmm. I have. You cannot, you cannot upcharge, you know, you can only, you can only back down. Right in a negotiation, right. you start at the top, and then you work your way down. You can never work your way back up, and that goes along with what you're saying about confidence. And when Trump walks into a room, he owns that room full full stop. He is the Mifwick, uh, and we're going to let people use their imagination what that abbreviation means. <laughs> he is clearly in charge. That is his room, full stop. And he is a force of nature. He will not stop. The man does not sleep. He is tireless. He is he is relentless, and, and he, he will not kicked, give up. He just kicked the Wuhan virus's rear end. Just so everyone, everyone yeah, he understand. did in record time. I, I, full, full disclosure: him becoming president didn't lessen his ego. So if you look at him three or four years ago, I've, <laughs> I've watched some old, I've watched some old uh, videos of him with Larry King, and mm-hmm. the messages haven't changed, but the style has. Mm. Three years of being president, it, it of course he wasn't going to sit there in a debate, the last debate, or even the next debate, or the one after this. He's not going to sit there and let uh, Joe Biden just say stuff out of the blue uh, and let him get away with it. It's just not going to happen, right? Mm. And certainly not now that he's been president and he's been doing all this stuff. It's one thing to sit behind the curtain and say, yada, 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 if I was president, I'd do da, 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 da. It's another thing to be president for three years and do all that stuff and then have somebody come in and tell you, you didn't do all the stuff you actually did. Right. Hmm. You don't want to go up there and you don't want to, you don't want to call the man a liar to his face, especially when he's not lying about his accomplishments because he has done all the things that he said he would do. He made a lot of promises and he kept as many as he possibly could. With no help from the Congress. I, I no think health care is the only thing he hasn't done that he said he was going to do on the 2016 agenda, if, you, if you're asking my my opinion. I agree with you. I think that's a reasonable that's a reasonable gap that he has to uh, manage to close. Mm-hmm. But it's not like the Democrats did any better with health care. I mean, they spent more on the website for Obamacare than the entire wall costs many mm-hmm. times over. So, And that was a complete and total failure. So, you know, look. He's just Trump is he's the big Johnson full yep. stop. He's he walks into a room on the table. It goes and he's he's in charge. So you're right, Delta. You are absolutely right about that. And, mm-hmm. and this this leads into a little bit of something here. You know, crazy Nancy. We we talked about this a little bit in the last podcast. You know, there's, there's this whole 25th <laughs> Amendment discussion. It's just silly. It's, 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 it's silly. It's just however. <laughs> Nothing ever happens for without a good reason, right? Right. You know, I mean, she's not talking about it for no reason whatsoever. And 
you know, uh, Delta, you, you listened to the last podcast and it was our prediction that the minute Joe Biden, you know, if God, God forbid, forbid, yeah, God forbid yeah. Yeah, he gets, uh, he wins and for whatever reason or however they decide they want to do that, uh, he wins. I think the first move is a 25th amendment move. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's no way. No. So at first, uh, Biden was going to be a quote unquote, uh, transitional president, meaning no, not four years. Right. That's it. There's no way he's 78 years old. There's no way he goes to what, 87, 86 and, and continues to be president. So number one, he would have been a quote transitional president, but number two, I think they're realizing how, how, uh, the deficits are building up and, Really, it's just about getting elected, and at, at this point, and then the actual coup, coup takes over, right? And and, and I will quote Dan Bongino as, as much as I've talked to you guys offline about this. I will quote something he said. He said, "Eventually, when the Dems don't have anybody to go after on the right, they start going after their own. So mm-hmm. as soon as you get Trump out of office, and you bring in somebody else, a Biden, right, who can be moderate at the election." But, you know, swing left in the primary and then swing left if he even agrees to it or if she's even awake enough to agree to it, if God forbid he becomes president. And then you just move him out of the way. And then mm-hmm. it's full steam ahead to a super progressive left agenda that basically destroys everything we know about this country, everything our warriors have fought for this country and all the history. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes some new randomized history that somebody thought up in some Starbucks somewhere while they were smoking weed and drinking coffee. <laughs> well, exactly. Exactly. I, uh, exactly. And they're starting. So, you, you see it happening now, Delta. You see it happening now, changing the vocabulary, changing the meaning of words, changing history, erasing our history, pulling down monuments mm-hmm. uh, of, of our history. Um, and trying to change what America is. And these people, they're doing it in the streets. Uh, wait till they can do it in the walls of Congress mm-hmm. uh, and in the White House. Um, the only way and, and why I think they're really scared of Trump uh, and they're even talking about this is that they can't win. Their, their policies are losers. All of the progressive less left's policies are losers they cannot win in the populace or in a vote they can't they can only win in the judicial yep and then that that is uh one week away from uh going bye-bye for them too and that's how they were doing it and and uh you know look at mark levin's book absolutely it, it talks everything about those those uh those uh, justices, you know, they're like legislators from the bench and they're, they're all owing people things and they're corrupt and they just, you know, they get, a, you know, they do what they're told and they make decisions that I wouldn't make and I'm not a justice. So <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me. Exactly. You know, they can't win. They can't win in the vote. They can't win. Their, their policies aren't popular. Well, I mean, sell an idea. Go ahead. Try to sell me an idea. Sell me one of their ideas. That, that's the problem <laughs> that they have. They've got all these, again, you've got uh, folks that literally don't understand or never had a paycheck and don't know what it's like to pay taxes and exactly. support a family and this, that, and the other. 
and the, I'm telling you, you're going to get free college, and you're going to get free this, <laughs> and you're going to get free that. And and the, the none of it, none of it's true. I had a history teacher when I was in high school or middle school or one of those schools that was in, a decade ago or decades ago um, that said uh, nothing's free. There's no such thing as a free lunch. And that kind of stuck with me because seriously, yeah, it might be a free college, but it's going to cost all the working people their taxes, 50, 60, 70% tax rates on the middle class, not the upper class, the middle class well, to pay for that kind of stuff. Well, you have to understand that, you know, under Trump, the payroll taxes right now are like 22% for employers. And under Biden, they're going to be about 57 to 58%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For corporate. Yeah, yeah. right. You got to put mm-hmm. the context, tax rates. Absolutely. You have to put this in the context of business in the world I come from. It's it's your overhead, right? All of these state colleges and universities, they run on tuition money, right? Mm-hmm. They and, pay and, and federal sponsorship. And and right? federal and federal help, yes, absolutely. But for the most part, a lot of the bills are paid through tuition in the state college and university system. Oh, it's going to be free. No, it's not going to be free because you take away somebody having to pay tuition. Somebody has to pay the professors. Mm-hmm. It's not free. <laughs> right. You, right. You can't maintain the campuses for free. You can't pay the, the janitors for free. You can't pay the clerical staff. You The clerical staff doesn't work for free. The professors certainly don't work for free. You know, so everybody pays, everybody owes. That's just the way the world works. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting, there's a lot of interesting policies that the left has. And I can't tell you, it's like, you know, the, the sign, the famous, meme, you know, change my mind, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, we can't change their mind and they can't change our mind. So we're kind of deadlocked. And until somebody comes to some kind of reality, I think we're going to be at some kind of an unfortunate stalemate for a while. Yeah, I think not only is it a stalemate, but you're not going to, if you even try to have a, a sit down and try to come to some kind of, you know, we, we said this in the last uh, last show, there's no, you get bashed over the head with a baseball bat. No way. They're not ready to talk. So, right. you know, until you're ready, act like an adult, go back to your basement and play your video games. Right. So at, at this point, I think, uh, you know, we'll, we're going to have to stand by. This is going to be a very interesting week and all mm-hmm. of the things are coming together and coming to a head and a lot of interesting stuff is going to happen in the next, uh, in the next couple of, uh, couple of weeks. This week especially is going to be really interesting. So let, we're going to have to move on. We're going to move on to the opinion section now, um, where we're going to get into the, educational politics of coronavirus, right? Mm-hmm. And what's happening around uh, areas throughout the country. I, I have a couple of really neat little anecdotes. Uh, I think Delta's got uh, an interesting one that, that might uh, take Bravo off of his chair or send him into <laughs> apoplectic episode. Keep the epi and the atropine ready. Um <laughs> It's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. I'm looking forward to it, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, it's yeah. You, you won't. You you may or may not be shocked. You may so, not like this. No, I won't. Not at all, sir. I'll, I'll just kick it off like this. You know, mm-hmm. listen, I, I live in one of the uh, in an area of the country with one of the larger school districts, uh, a county uh, municipal school district. Uh, they run 220 schools throughout the county. 
Um, 220 schools. They've got a multi-billion dollar budget. It's mm. just disgusting. It's obscene how much money. Uh, they purport to be like this great school district. We're the best in the country, blah, 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 blah. All this other yada, yada that they're very pleased with themselves over their academics. Um, mm -hmm. Meanwhile, there's a $110 million school they built down the street from the house here uh, that's sitting empty with the lights on all night long. Uh, yeah. So schools are out. They're doing distance learning. Mm hmm uh, but it's really interesting. They've got the daycare centers for the students open in the schools that I mm. get pay for. Mm. For the unwed teenage mothers that I have to manage their mm -hmm. lives for them. Oh yeah. But the kids that are trying to learn something, they you know they they're they're out of luck. You know, and these parents, how do you go to work if you've got three or four kids that are school aged children? How do you go back to work? You, you can't. So they're, they're bankrupting people. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's really a problem. Um, and there's no end in sight. And they just don't want to come down off the hill. Um, they think that they're going to children all together. It's so dangerous. It, I, I'll argue that all day long. I don't, I don't think it's that dangerous. Uh, but I really want Delta to share his experience. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, so, Alpha. Because I, I, I really want to hear Bravo fall out of the chair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll try to leave enough space. Can I Can I do a little uh, precursor to it? I, I was doing some reading. Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to work this out just like you guys are. Oh, I don't <laughs> think that's what I wanted. There was, there's, there is a article. I keep bringing up something else. So there's an article that's in your um, your research data that really talks about super spreaders and kids not schools not being super spreaders. Okay, so I got some highlights for it. Oh, that's it right there. Thank you. So um, that's the name of the article. And um, and, what what, and what publication is that from again? Just from the from the Atlantic. Once more with so, the, once yeah. more with feeling, so we can so we can really get the get the gist of this too. It's, it's from the Atlantic. What? Yeah. It's from the Atlantic. So, um, I was reading through this article. It's, it's really interesting. And, um, the bottom line up front for you folks is, uh, basically out of the 200,000 kids that went to school in the last two weeks, they're averaging like a 0.13% infection rate. 0 and what's the population size? 200,000. 200, mm -hmm. And then there's another section of this um, that talks about Texas had over a million uh, students mm -hmm. go back to school. And mm -hmm. out, of, out of the million that went back to school, um, only about 1,400. So it's worth your time to read the article. 1,400 mm -hmm. students. So that's like what point? Point one three point point oh not whatever. even it's not even right <laughs> not point after oh, a million oh one four yeah point out of, out of a million yeah. right out of a, out of a million you know point zero one four so it's ridiculous so the whole notion that kids are super spreaders now I will tell you from some of my experience in some of the states that I travel to and I still do travel um, and I work with nurses a lot home nurses in general they will tell me that well 
I, I work with home nursing and they were safe while everybody was locked down, but now the kids are coming home and they're saying hi to grandma and grandpa and now they're getting sick. So is that a possibility? Yes. I'm not saying there's zero infections. I'm just mm-hmm. telling you, and I've shown you the research. It's very, very little. That being said, there's a school system where I live and this is where, uh, Bravo, you pay close attention because you'll appreciate this. The school system where I live, my children, I have school-aged children. I'm going to go ahead and qualify for the for the audience here. I have school-aged children. Um, uh, they're in third grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were told back in March that they can no longer go to school. And then we're like, sweet, good summertime, and then they'll be able to go back to school in the fall. And then they said, nope, we're going to go ahead and issue them Chromebooks, and then they're going to do online schooling, which has been a complete disaster. Hmm. Okay. My wife and I both work. Uh, it's not feasible. Uh, and it's very hard to do. And that's just the reality of it. And I'm not the only one telling this story. You can pull anybody you want. So my wife and I are having dinner one time with our kids after we're doing this school thing with the Chromebooks and all this other stuff. And we're talking about how difficult it is and what a, what a problem it is. And, uh, I see a flyer that came in the mail that day. And the flyer said uh, that the county public, uh, the, the, the public county, I'm trying not to use names in fairness, the, the county public uh, system who also runs the school are willing to allow your child to come to school. And uh, it is from 0800 to 1430 will cost you $500 per kid per week. Mm. And from zero eight thirty to sixteen hundred will cost you about a thousand dollars per week, mm. uh, so that your child can sit in a room with a proctor or a I'm going to use teachers with air quote or a babysitter or whatever, sign on to their Chromebook and do their school. So in mm. essence, I'm paying school taxes in my mm. county so that my kids can go to school. They give me Chromebooks so that I can pay an extra you know, $4,000 a month or whatever Mm. uh, so that my kids can actually go to school and my wife can work. It's absolutely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's 100% ridiculous. Now, ain't that something? (laughs) Well, it's very similar to what what I'm going through. I have school-age children also, and we have to, you know, the schools are uh, still, you know, we live in a blue state, and that blue state, uh, feels that anytime the child has a uh, sniffle, a sneeze, a cough, uh, they have to have a COVID test before they go back to school. Uh, it's driving the healthcare system absolutely crazy. I know many, many people who work in that system uh, that can't, you know, can't get it through the school nurses' heads that you, uh, have to have a COVID, another COVID test in the last two weeks because the kid had a sneeze. It, it is literally that getting that bad. Um, there are there are what we call school pods, and that's what you're describing there, Delta. Uh, school pods, uh, in addition to the exorbitant amount of blue state taxes I have to pay for school, um, then I have to pay extra so that that my my children can have. Um, uh, the appropriate socialization. I think the, the farther this goes, the more delays are going to be in their development, the more issues that are going to be happening. I think we're on the precipice of quote, quote, closing the schools because 
uh, the governor of this blue state has a power trip and he he's looking for a reason. Uh, this is not this is unintended consequences that everyone is talking about here in this little discussion. Unintended consequences for where children are going to be uh, fundamentally harmed uh, in their development and their ability to function as adults because of the nonsense that they're pulling right now for a virus that it doesn't matter if you get it, because if you get it, you're going to get better. The odds of you dying from this are 0.03%. I don't care what anyone says anymore. It's done. Enough of this. Well, let's, let's one more quick anecdote here. I have a very, very good friend of mine uh, in a Southern state mm-hmm. and the teachers union is incredibly influential um, very moneyed and uh, they, they're very active. Essentially what the teachers are doing, they're playing a little game. Somebody will call in, one of the teachers will call in, oh, I don't feel good, I, I think I have COVID, blah, 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 blah. And what they'll do is they'll take every student that was in the classroom or in touch with that teacher and they will go ahead and send them home for two weeks. Mm. Okay. Uh, and then everybody's forced to go get a test, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they've been playing this game on a revolving basis to cause absolute chaos. Uh, it's, it's a nasty, nasty business. Mm-hmm. It's a nasty business. And, and these, and now we, we've gone across the threshold from, you know, uh, Delta's Delta story there. That is ridiculous. You're paying mm-hmm. an exorbitant amount in taxes which assures your children education. Let me ask a question. These teachers that aren't teaching, are they still being paid? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 They're, well, they're teaching online, right? So they're doing the online from their house. Yeah. They're day oh. drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of the top schools in the country. Uh, top uh, five, I think. Um, but I can tell you that my kids aren't getting the education that they were getting when they were in school. Number one, number two, the world health organization came out. It was either today or yesterday and said that maybe lockdowns are a bad idea not the way to approach the virus. This is the world health one. They're in the that's bag the first, for China. That's right? the first idea. The first good idea they've had since this whole COOF pandemic started. Well, they're losing, right? We pulled our money. Yeah. Well, that too. Right? Yeah. Because so, China, China can't support them anymore. <laughs> so just isn't it funny how everything always thing. everything always boils down to money, right? Right. I mean, it's a, a hundred. Uh, come on, come on, Alpha. It's all about the money. This is <laughs> it's you always know, been about the money. The, the, you, the teachers that teach these kids don't give a rat's canoe about teaching the kids. They, no, they care don't. about how much money they're going to make in the end. I have. Um, I, I can also qualify without saying anything that I have twins, right? So I, they've been in separate classes and I can tell you amongst teachers, they don't get the same education. So mm. depending on which class we decide to have them in, we get, we have our own little ecosystem of like data gathering because I have all of these little points that I can get from the kids and how they're being treated in their classrooms. And some do very well in some classes and some don't. If we right. put them in separate classes, if we put them together, you know, then it's just a matter of the kid. Right. So, hmm. so well, it's crazy. It's nuts. The whole well, thing. Is well, let me, let me, let me throw in something. Let me, yeah. let me throw something funny in there for everybody. Okay. And, and this is going to be a little sick and, and I know this person will never hear this. So I'm going to go ahead and say it. One of my neighbors is a teacher for a public school system. 
shall remain nameless. She sits at her kitchen table and she does her Zoom classes, right? We we can tell and she's told us that, that she's teaching and she's whatever. She teaches her Zoom classes with a mask on at her kitchen table. Stop it. That's not no. even true. No, what? it's totally true. true. It's totally Are you serious. True. Yes, no. I'm totally serious. <laughs> oh my God. I'm totally serious. Uh. It is just the funniest thing in the world. And there's a wine glass on the table at the same time. So between glasses, they're they're day drinking and wearing masks. It's 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 just absolutely the most ridiculous thing I've I ever seen. I can't even remember a time. Right. I'm old enough to re- to be old enough to remember stuff. Right. Right. Uh, I cannot remember a still time remember. when we when, when, and still remember. Yeah. But that we've actually done something like this. I mean, come on. <laughs> I remember uh, when we were kids, if somebody in the neighborhood had chicken pox, it was like chicken pox party. Yeah. yeah everyone everybody got chicken pox. That's right. Everybody ran over and got the chicken pox. Now, in fairness, they tried that in colleges and it's kind of backfiring because now a bunch of college kids are going to COVID parties and getting COVID and it's not turning out well. So just to to play fair with the alpha, that might not be the best solution. Oh, no, uh, nobody's. (laughs) Hey, listen, my playground equipment had exposed bolts and metal and rusty slides. Okay, so back then. (laughs) You know, back in the day in wood with splinters. You remember oh, that stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. It I was, was a Wednesday. I remember. Yeah, yeah. You remember that. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? Maybe maybe safety was secondary back in the day, but somehow we all survived. And we didn't wear helmets when we rode our bikes either. No. We lost a few of us along the way, but you know what? Mm-hmm. There were lots of us. It's just whatever. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, listen, you know, this whole thing is is crossed the boundary of good taste into just ridiculousity. And I think, uh, I think the one thing that, that we have to mention here that I didn't hear yet is that as, as the teachers, one of the last bastions of retirement and, and pensions, uh, they have a huge bill to pay for these teachers that are retiring, you know, and that's, that was the draw, right? Cause the, the pay was, you know, uh, low comparably, but it's gone up because of the unions. And now, now these retirement, um, funds have to be funded. So now you see why they have these huge amount of taxes plus more money to pay for the actual education that our kids are, are really in need of. And this whole COOF pandemic just really came at the right time at the right place to put the screws to not only our kids, but to the system and also, um, uh, ultimately, it's an election year, and I think all of this is the perfect storm, in my well, opinion. Let's talk a little bit about you know while we're at it. I mean, the schools are being ridiculous. The kids are the kids are there. There are some serious effects going on with these children. Uh, there, mm-hmm. there's absolutely no doubt about it that these kids are suffering. Uh, Parents a- are suffering. Families are suffering. It's not just about the kids. Right. Right. Well, right. I mean, it's 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 crossed the boundary from caution to it's violence against mm-hmm. families. It's violence against these people. Now, like you're not going to go to work. You're not going to be able to put food on the table. You're not going to be able to stay in that nice house that you've worked really hard for because you're going to lose your job and da, 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 we're going to hold you hostage and you're going to pay for it at the same time. You know, right. uh, what, it'll be really interesting to see what happens when this whole thing shakes out, when the bill comes due, how mm. this whole thing works out. Um, 
I don't think the public school systems that have really pulled back as hard as they have on the reins and closed and done all these crazy things, I don't think it's going to turn out well for them. There's a bunch of studies out there, and I didn't. I apologize, I didn't get all the research before uh, today started. Um, there's there's a bunch of studies in Sweden, Italy, uh, even Iceland, uh, that show that uh, the way that we're handling this in terms of the lockdowns. I'm not talking about in terms of what the president has done, but in terms of the states that are locking the states down and keep keeping kids away from school is actually causing more harm than it is doing good. Sure, and it's out there. The data's out there. Uh, you know, no funny business, all funny business aside. This is not, they, you know, I don't think Sweden even locked down at all. And their no, they didn't. rates are really low. Uh, they protected their elderly population, their population with comorbidities. Um, but their kids continued to go to school and their businesses stayed open and they just, they just rolled with the punches and they figured it out. Hmm. Well, that's exactly what we should have done. That's exactly how we should have played it. So, you know, we're at 52 minutes and 39 seconds of, of banter now. So time flies <laughs> when you're having fun. So, you know, we're going to have to start to start the wrap up here. We'll just go through what we talked about a little bit. You know, first, the first story we talked about, the first news event is, is the gentleman in Denver that was killed. And, and I think, you know, Bravo is definitely right. We have to apply the Bongino rule to it see how it all shakes out. I just, I don't understand any of it. You know, the whole, the whole violence thing is just, I don't understand it. It's, it's uncalled for. Yep. So we we're going to keep our thoughts and prayers out for his family. That's a tough, that's a tough deal. That's the last thing that guy thought was going to happen when he left the door that morning. Right. Horrible deal. So we're going to have to keep our eyes peeled and see what the presidential debate commission is going to do now. And, uh, <laughs> See, see how that's going to go. The only person that this helps is uh, Joe Biden. Uh, they they want to keep him locked up until after the third uh, to see how it all shakes out. At this point, I I think that uh, I think they're in serious trouble. Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Um, and I the think there's going to be a third debate. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, they maybe. might get away with it this week, and right. they're going to come back and do another debate next week, and then uh, they're not going to be able to avoid that 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 the the campaigns agreed on three debates right mm -hmm. i i agree with you i i think that the next debate you're going to see a big stylistic change in trump you know let's, mm -hmm. let's do a little prediction here he started out big grandiose and confrontational i i think this time he's just gonna he's gonna he's gonna play it a little cooler and he's gonna absolutely tear biden apart yep just like pence tie tore, tore uh Harris, whatever her name is, apart. Yeah, he took the word. Yeah, he, he took the analogy right out of my mouth. Yeah, she's horrible. She's she's oh, horrible. It's just scary, no less. But that's you know. Well, she's she's a power hungry, evil person. That's so, right. Yeah. So you know that's moving on, and and the school lockdown and the school, the school open. issue. Just open the damn schools. That's right. Open them. Enough of this nonsense. I, I I can just see the kids. They, they don't want to go outside without their masks on. They can't go to their friend's house anymore. They can't socialize. They're using all I, I can go on and on and on. We already went through this. It's driving and, me absolutely crazy. Anecdotally, I will tell you, I talked to friends of mine and neighbors. I'm like, this has everything to do with the election. Schools are going to open up on November 9th. And they're like, mm -hmm. you're not serious, are you? And I'm like, 100% I'm serious. Oh, absolutely. This is, this is, this is all about politics. This has nothing to do 
with the safety. And uh, no, this is because it's been proven time and time again that, mm-hmm. that kids react to this. Uh, Bravo, you could probably talk better about this than I can, but the, the kids incident rates of this stuff is a lot, uh, oh. a lot less than yeah. it is in, in, in adults. So uh, yeah. this is, this is politics. I, I firmly believe, I think I just heard today that the district that I was talking about, they're talking about opening their school sometime, you know, first week in December. So what mm-hmm. is that going to do? Like a week and a half of school before Christmas break? You got to be kidding me. Yeah. It's, uh, and we'll, we'll be back to talk about it, you know, and that's something we're, that, you know, we're we'll, going to have to see. Yeah. We'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to see if, the, you know, I, if there's an, I told you so. I said, I never saw it coming. There, yeah, those yeah. are the two options. Right. Well, you know, look, I'm, I'm going to add to this. I know we're trying to wrap up here and, and I didn't throw this in, in, in the section of the show where we wanted to talk about it. We're still, we're still under time. We got a minute here. Our County commissioner here, uh, they keep putting out messages, you know, emailing, you know, reopening X County. Right. Mm-hmm. And before it was about, Oh, we're following the CDC and we hope everybody's safe. And, you know, we're going to be giving away food and all this other crap. And, and now we've moved to make sure to request your mail-in ballot. <laughs> That's got reopening XXX County is, you know, make sure to request your mail-in ballot. I live in a County of 1.1 million people. They've closed all but 40 of the polling places in the County. You tell me what this is all about. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, open the damn school. So the polling place is open. That's right. Yeah. And that enough of that. We're moving on. You know, we'd like to thank our affiliate POF USA. POF-USA.com of Chandler, Arizona. They make the finest AR-15 style rifles anywhere in the world. Uh, anywhere from 22 long rifle to 7.62 by 5.1. The lightest most feature-packed rifles, most accurate rifles I've ever used. Uh, go ahead and give them a chance. Give them a try. Go to pof-usa.com, and hopefully sometime soon uh, we'll be able to get you an affiliate discount on uh, on something there. Meanwhile, thanks very much for joining us. Make sure to catch us on Parlor, uh, on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and definitely go to Signal 50 on the web at www.signal50.com that being said i'd like to thank our soldier sailors and airmen for their service and protecting us 24 7 365 our police fire and first responders and most importantly our police we're going to really need them and we're not going to try to defund them here we're going to fully support them amen delta thank you very much for joining us tonight everybody have a glorious work week Ugh. Take care. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Have a great one.